Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Life has been so awesome. We just went to Hawaii for our, our family vacation and um, God's been doing awesome, awesome things uh, in healing school, awesome testimonies, and uh, just a lot of really great things that we're looking forward to for the end of 2022 being the most incredible uh, part of this part of this year, just being a, a year of double, uh, you know, a, a time of seeing breakthrough, of seeing answers to prayers, uh, of seeing uh, momentum in our finances and in health and healing and God using us. And, and I know it's the same for every single one of you that listens. And, um, you know, we love hearing the, the testimonies of what God's doing in your life and how this has been impacting you. So, Keep sending those. Keep if you see us at church or or wherever, please you know come and tell us because it's really awesome to hear what God's doing in your lives. Um, it's amazing how we started this podcast. Uh, I think it's been three years now. I cannot even remember. Um, it was in April of of a year, <laughs> so I think we just passed year three. But we um, you know we started this podcast to be faithful with the ministry that God put us into and uh and it's it's now, you know, begun to reach people in all kinds of places and in all walks of life. So it's very very cool. Um something that's just on my heart and maybe this is for somebody specifically um that's listening today, but be busy with your life, but don't be busy doing stupid things. Be busy doing things that matter. Be busy doing things that count. Um you know, at the end of your life, you know, the thing is is that Jesus is coming back very soon. And we can see that by what's going on in this world today. Many crazy things, but you want to spend this time that you have strategically doing things that matter for eternity. So, you know, be busy, but don't be busy being busy and be busy, you know, doing the work of, of God and doing things that matter for eternity. You know, if you have small children, Sometimes being busy looks like, uh, you know, doing all the things and, and trying to get things done. But, you know, you have a short span of time to be with those kids and to raise them and mold them into the, into the you know, the people that God wants them to be. So don't be too busy to miss the things that are actually the most important, the things that are right in front of you. Don't be too busy for your marriage. Don't be too busy for your relationship with God. Uh, of course, that's first and foremost. And don't be too busy for your family. Pour love into people who are around you. You know, something that... This is totally not planned, but I guess we'll just go with it. Something that the Lord actually was showing me while I was on uh, uh, the vacation that we were on is that God actually intends for us as believers in whatever groups, in whatever setting that we're in, within church, within our workplace, within wherever we are, we're meant to be love to people. Like we're meant to, and that sounds so like... You know, like, am I going to grab a flag and wave it around and, 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 and paint a painting or something like, I mean, like genuinely, like we're meant to be God's love to people and, and meant to not, you know, show up in a place and, and, and be like the person that nobody <laughs> wants to be around. Like we're meant to be loving, joyful examples of, of God's character. And, uh, if you can't, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, well, when I get into like the thing I really want to be doing, like, I'll just be so happy with everyone that's around me and, and I'm just going to enjoy it so much, you know, and then I'll be happy. But for right now, I just kind of hate what I do. So, you know, sorry if I have an attitude, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I've just been doing this for so long. If you have that attitude with your life, God's not able to 
promote you into the next thing that he has for you. So you're always going to be looking forward to a time when you're going to be happier in your life. And, you know, right now you just have to, you know, do what you're doing. No, like if you actually decided like today I'm going to go to work and I'm going to, and I'm going to make the people around me actually happy that they're around me. And I'm going to actually let the love of God come through me. You will be amazed how different you feel at the end of the day because you're actually you're actually blessing people like the bible says when you're watering other people you get watered so you can't be a blessing and, and not get blessed in return so you can't be loving towards other people and not feel love in return so you know rather than looking for what everybody else can do for you and what uh you know what the next place in your life is that's going to be so much better than where you are now how about you enjoy where you are now and be a blessing and bloom where you're planted. So that that was that was just Holy Ghost download for right now for somebody. But um, be busy doing the thing that God wants you to do, and and don't be too busy in stuff that that doesn't make sense and isn't fruitful. So I want to go to Second Timothy three sixteen. But actually, before I do, I want to talk to you about. Oh no, no, let's go there. Let's go to Second Timothy three sixteen. I'm going to read in the, in the K, King James uh, Version. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You know, one thing that uh, the Lord's been speaking to me lately is how, you know, in the in these last days, there's going to be challenges on certain, certain fronts. And uh, healing is one. And we've already seen that challenged a lot. Um, prosperity is another one that we've seen challenged a whole lot. And so, you know, what's, what is the most important thing that I need to be doing as a believer is getting so solidified in my spirit on what I believe, because, you know, there's a scripture, I don't know the exact, um, I should know this, but I haven't looked it up, but um, I can quote part of it. But it's it, in the in the last days, the Bible says in the last days, the elect will be deceived. And so uh, there's people that, you know, that may even be men and women of God and they will be deceived by the devil in the last days. And so, you know, that's why you have to have the, the, you have to understand that the word of God is integral. The word of God, you can't question. The word of God is the final say. And, and, and if this is the only scripture, you only need one. But it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God, not some scripture, not the scriptures I like, and then I just kind of forget about the ones I don't like, not the scriptures that fit my narrative, and then or, or the scriptures I can manipulate to fit my narrative. No, all scripture is inspired by God, and you have to take it literally, and you have to take it within the context that it's in. So when you get that in your spirit and you understand there's going to be challenges in these last days. Like I, as a believer, have to know what the Bible says and what I believe. And then am I going to stand up for it? Because the fact of the matter is, if you're not willing to stand up for it, you won't have it. And that goes for healing and that goes for finances. And that really goes for everything. If you're not willing to stand up for something in the word of God and give it a defense for it, you won't have it in your life. So it's time to get really serious about what we believe and studying out the word of God to understand what we believe. The God, God took me through the first half of this year 
pretty much from the end of January till about now in prosperity books. And I mean, not just not just any random prosperity books, like ones that were recommended to me from, um, you know, really awesome people that, you know, and, and if written by authors who are who are people who have done amazing things for the Lord and, and are, you know, have a great reputation. So I wouldn't just go like grab any book off the shelf and read it. Um, but I had started reading books on prosperity and now God's bringing me into healing books. And so I want to read you a quote that came out of a book um, by Bishop David Oyedepo. He says, every sick person appreciates health and every poor man knows it's good to be prosperous. These two areas of life will become the most powerful witnessing tools in the end time. So your health and your prosperity is actually what's going to separate you from the rest. And it's actually going to be a witness to people because in Deuteronomy, it says in, in chapter 28, um, there's a, there's when he, when the, the blessings are being talked about, like when you obey and serve him, you know, your, your fields and your crops will be blessed. Your breadboards will be blessed. You'll be blessed going in. You'll be the head and not the tail. Um, at some point in that scripture towards the end, uh, it says the world will see, I'm just paraphrasing, that you are blessed and they'll be afraid of you, which meaning meaning they're going to say, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do a double take and say, there's something different about those Christians. Those are not the, those are not the kind of Christians that I, that I thought I knew about. Those Christians are prosperous and they are not a part of the world system at all. They are prospering in their in their finances and in their health you know and it makes me think of the scripture the third John 1 2 beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers you know you people manipulate the word of God to fit their narrative but you can you can only take it so far because the Bible so clearly states that God's desire is for you to have health and for you to have more than enough. Why would Jesus, if health wasn't Jesus's uh, plan, then why would he go about healing people everywhere he went? There's not even one, there's not even one time in the Bible where it says, and Jesus went to this place and then he prayed for this person and, and it didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't work. And so, you know, he just said, I guess it's not your time yet to be healed or, or, you know, I guess actually God put this sickness on you. So I'm not going to mess with this one. No, every single time. And the Bible actually says Jesus had compassion on them and and he healed them all. So the, Jesus's model of ministry is that he healed people. So any other doctrine, any other any other uh, side that someone tries to come from, that oh well, you know, God needed another flower in his garden. That's why your little niece died. You know, God, you know, we just don't know. His ways are above our ways. You know, we don't know why God puts sickness on some people. No, God does not put sickness on people. And if people get if people read Deuteronomy twenty eight and they get to the part where it comes to the curses and they don't understand, well, why is it saying that God will do this and God will do that? It's actually not that God will do it. It's just that when you don't obey and serve God, you're not you're 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 un, you're not under the covering of the blessing of God. You're under a curse. But the good thing is, is that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So when you obey and serve Him, and you've made a decision to serve the Lord, you are not no longer under a curse. So what was under the curse? We'll read Deuteronomy twenty eight from verse fifteen on, and you'll read about the curses where it talks about all this the diseases and the sicknesses and things that were under the curse, which you're no longer under. So basically. Any sickness or any lack or any poverty in your life comes illegally. 
it comes illegally to you. So you have to stand up and say, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm not going to have this in my life because I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So I'm not going to have poverty. I'm not going to have lack. I'm not going to have sickness in my life. And you know, you stand up for, you have to stand up for even the small things. You know, when somebody comes and says something to you, contrary to what the Bible says, you at, at that moment have a, you have a, you have a time to stand up. And I'm not saying you pick a fight with everybody that you meet, but you, you, you'll only get several moments in your life to stand up for the gospel, you know, in, in, in front, you know, maybe, maybe you'll, you'll get up in front of churches and you'll get to give, you know, give a defense for the gospel, but there's only so many moments in your life where you'll, where you'll be, you'll be in a place and you'll hear somebody say something very opposing to the word of God and it'll hit your spirit wrong. And you have that opportunity right then and there to say, absolutely not. That's not for me. I'm not, I'm not taking that. That's not for me. I'm blessed and I'm favored and, I, and I'm, I'm healthy and I'll never be sick and I'll never have cancer and nobody in my family will ever have cancer. And that's, that's not for me. That's for the devil and his crowd. That's not for me. So You'll have, you'll have moments in your life when you have to stand up. So you'll never partake of what you're not willing to stand for. So you have to know, you have to know that the word of God is integral. You have to know that every part of the word of God was inspired by God. Because why? Because the Bible says it was. Every single part of the word of God was inspired by God. You know, at the, in the last days, we're, we're already seeing ministers renouncing um, parts of the Bible that are commands from God, that are actually commands from God. So, you know, tithing is the one, and a lot of you have heard, and you've heard, you know, a lot of defenses on this already. So, um, but this one, just as a minister, really, really irritates me because I know what tithing does for the heart. You know, the God has set up, you know, people are like, well, you shouldn't preach about prosperity because because doesn't the Bible say that, that money is the root of all evil? No, it doesn't say that. It actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. But you know what God set up tithing to do is to make sure that you're always a giver. Because if you always give 10%, money can't have your heart. Money can stay in your hand, but it will not get into your heart. And that's why God set up tithing. It's actually a check and a balance so that God can actually prosper you. And it does remove the curse off of your life. It says that the, the, it rebukes the devourer for your sake. But but God also says, but but try it out and, and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for your life. That's, that's Malachi 3.10. So see, why don't you just check it out? Why don't you just try it out and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't even have room to receive. So tithing is an amazing thing. So you're not going to preach against the tithe and then say that, well, we're under grace. So we're not going to tithe anymore because it's under the law. Well, then you have to throw out all the 10 commandments. So now everybody's, uh, everybody else, I guess you can kill whoever you want to because that was under the law. Right now, now, now we're under grace. So you, you can't you can't make a doctrine and say, well, you know, we're under grace now, so we don't have to do that anymore. Because you literally have to throw out basically everything. Um, you know, you have to you have to throw out the Ten Commandments with that as well. So this is why this right here is why you have to be solidified. And you know what? 
if somebody that's been preaching for 30, 40 years can get deceived and come with a wrong doctrine, how much more should we, who, who, who haven't been preaching for 30, 40 years, but, but have a relationship with God and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how much more should we be putting the word in front of our eyes every single day to get, to get infused with God's power, to get infused? You know, you know what the word of God actually does? The Bible says, in Hebrews, that the word of God is like a two-edged sword, and it pierces even to the, the even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and the joint and marrow. So that's like old English sounding, but basically it's like it's piercing between the soul and the spirit and into the joint and the marrow. And you know that in the marrow, which is your bones, is where your blood is actually made. So if you study what what uh, you know what, how the human body works, so the Bible is like a two-edged sword that goes into your bones where your blood is made, and it actually creates health in your body. My son, attend to my words. Let it not depart from your heart. Keep it in the middle of your heart. It's life to those who find it. It's health to your flesh. The Bible is health to your body. So literally, as you're hearing scripture, literally, as you're reading scripture, keeping it before your eyes, your body, your physical body is being, is, is actually, is actually being infused with God's word and it's having a physical effect in your body. That is amazing. And you know what, <laughs> you, you, but you can't get to that point if you don't believe the word of God is integral. If you don't even, if you're questioning everything in the word of God, if, if, a, if a storm comes, if, if, a, if a pandemic comes and all of a sudden it's time to close down the church because, well, we, we just don't really know if God's really, you know, if he really heals every disease, you know, and we just like, don't get too crazy on that. No, the word of God says he heals all diseases. Bless the Lord of my soul, forget all his benefits. Who, 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 who redeems your life from destruction, who heals all diseases, who renews your youth like the eagles. He heals all diseases. He heals all diseases. There's not one that, that's been created already or is yet to be created that God doesn't heal. And why is it that, that YouTube will take you down for saying these things? Because it doesn't fit the agenda. Because if the world... If the world's economic forum could have their way, they want you to un- they want you to be a slave to the medical system. They want you to be a slave so that you that you're controlled. You know, you 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 see what happens. What's happened in America is that they've taken away the value of a life. You know, not everybody believes this way, but a lot of people believe that it's actually there's there's a there's a good portion of even the church that are actually okay with you aborting a baby, and they'll say, well, you know, you shouldn't bring a child into the world because of the they could be in a family with economic problems, and then you know it's going to be really bad. So you're justifying killing someone. That's a ten commandment, by the way. Do not kill. You're justifying killing someone. Because they're going to grow up, because they're going to grow up without, you know, without like a luxury life. But but you but you're you're you know there's just it's just crazy. So the 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 devil knows what he has to do. He has to get people to basically turn their back on uh, on on the on life and, and to see the value of life. And then you know, create a create a, a you know a, a emergency and create a food shortage. You know, well, well, what happens when there's a food shortage and people don't value life? Well, you know, you could ask any communist nation. You could ask, you know, uh, people who have the the agenda of the devil. What what happens when you create a food shortage and people don't value life? Well, then some people become useless eaters, and life is not valuable enough. 
to anybody to say that, you know, well, that one doesn't really, that should that one actually be eating more than I should be eating? That's the, that's the problem that that's, that's, that's the antichrist spirit and the agenda. Now, obviously this is all heading towards a time called the tribulation. You know, we, as the believers, the Christians, and if you're not a Christian, I would really highly recommend that you become one today. Um, and you can just ask Jesus to come into your heart. It's, it's very simple and repent from sin, but you, you, you see how the devil is formulating this plan and he's formulating this thing. And so if you don't understand, I have to be self-sufficient in all things. I have to believe God for my health. I can't be part of the world system because the world system is going to take me to a place that's really not, that's not a place that anybody wants to go because the devil doesn't have a line that's too far to cross. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. So I have to be solidified. I have to understand where I stand on these things. So I want to challenge you today. I hope you feel challenged because I want to challenge you to get this doctrine inside your in your in your spirit to where you could get up and give a defense for prosperity, get up and give a defense for healing. You should be able to do that. And I know that a lot of you can give a defense for salvation and you could give a salvation message and you could give a great altar call, but it's time that we move beyond that to give a defense for everything that we believe. So I want to challenge you to, to, to get the word of God in your heart on those things, to be listening to the word of God, but not only listening, but putting it in front of your eyes. There's something that happens when you put the word of God in front of your eyes. One, it takes all your focus and attention. You can't multitask while you're reading. You might've tried that before. You can't, you can't really multitask while you're reading. Can't read while you drive. You can't read while you, while you're scrolling through Instagram. You can listen to somebody preaching, but be doing a ton of other things, which you might be doing right now, most likely because this is a podcast. So it's easy to multitask and do different things. So I want to encourage you to dive deep into God's word, get it so alive in your spirit that nothing that comes, no storm, no pandemic, no food shortage, whatever they're planning, nothing is going to shake you and move you because you understand, you know, of course the devil would attack tithing. Of course he would attack tithing because if he can get people in poverty, if he can get you to stop giving then the, the windows of heaven could close over your life and, and he could actually get you to be part of that system that, that can take your freedom away. Of course, the devil would attack tithing. It's an obvious, it's an obvious one. So I want to encourage you, dive into God's word, get it in your spirit, listen to anointed preaching, read anointed books. And uh, I might put a list out on my Instagram of some really good anointed books. I've done this before, but I'll do it again soon. Um, so please, and if, if you if you need some suggestions, message me um, on there. But um, I'll be putting out a list, and I'll probably put it into a highlight so that you can see it. But um, you know, I want to thank every single one of you for serving God. And uh, if you haven't given your life to Christ, today is your day of salvation. <laughs> the Bible says that God so loved the world, He gave His only Son, Jesus, so that anyone who believes in Him should not perish, but will have eternal life. All of us have sinned. We've all made mistakes. Um, the, the Bible says the wages of that sin is death, but there's a free gift, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's you and that's me. So I want to pray with you right now so that, that you can receive Jesus and that you can know that you know that you know when you lay your head on the pillow tonight, that nothing that comes your way, that nothing that you hear on the news, that none of this crazy stuff can, can affect you because you have that peace in your heart and you know that your home is in heaven no matter what happens. So, so I want you to pray this with me right now with inside of your heart and with your lips out loud, just say, dear Lord Jesus, 
come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. So if you prayed that with me, just know you can always run to God. He loves you so much. He has an amazing plan for your life. And I'm so excited for you to see what God's going to do in and through your life. I love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.